All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, guys, welcome back to OT with Nasty Riggs, episode number six. Riggs, hasn't been a lot of hockey in the last week. Because of the holidays. That's correct. And a little bit of uh, COVID sprinkling around yeah. here. Um, so we had a lot of questions sent in uh, that we needed to get to, and we're going to answer those today. Yeah, let's do it, Nest. All right, brother. All right, baller. What do you got for us? All right, so Rob Thrash on Instagram, he asked, what is the main issue for the Flyers' mediocrity over the past decade? Players, drafting, or organization? Ooh, that's pretty uh, deep-seated. Question. Yeah, um, I hate using that word mediocrity, but um, I feel like before the last couple of years when Ron Hextall was uh, at the helm, he was rebuilding, and I think people forget that. Um, making the playoffs every other year doesn't fly in Philadelphia. We know that. Um, doesn't fly for the players either. But, uh, Riles, I'll, I'll turn to you on this one because you played the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a combination of a, a few things. There's not one specific thing, you know. Um, it, t- it takes time to build teams up, and it, it takes a lot of effort to ever even come close to winning championship. But, you know, what I've seen is, uh, uh, you know, and all teams go through this where you, you, you draft a guy in, in a higher spot and they don't, they don't hit. Um, you know, I think there's been a couple of those over the years. Um, but, you know, what, what comes to mind for me is, is moving guys – out of the organization, almost in their prime or before their prime, like yeah. not giving them enough time to ripen, or m- moving them along for whatever reason. You know, I'm saying Mike Richards and, and Jeff Carter, right? Um, you know, it's a core, you know, core pieces of of your team, and not that they didn't get anything in return for them, but um, uh, you know, it's two core guys, and you're moving them after you know a couple consecutive 
strong years. Right. Um, so I think it's, you know, a, a combination. Uh, um, again, a um, couple guys maybe not uh, developing at the rate that, that the organization expected them to. Um, and then, again, moving guys. Bob Roski comes to mind. I mean, essentially had a franchise yeah. goaltender there, um, and, and you moved him and kept you, Briz. And you've been waiting on that. You've been waiting on that him since, time. well, probably since Hexy. Right. Um, and, you know, and obviously the Flyers got, you know, Carter Hurt now, but, you yes. know, having a staple in the pipes is, is huge for, for to build the team around, in my yeah. opinion. Sure. Um, and I, I, go, I go back to, you know, like not that Steve Downey was, you know, a 50 goal scorer, but, you know, da- Downs was a perfect stereotypical Flyers player. Would he have been around for, you know, a, a cup win in the last 10 years? You know, pro- probably not. But um, nonetheless, I just think a, another example of a guy moved a little bit too early. You know, yeah. you, got, you know, it's like you don't want to give up on these guys. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's complex. You know, it's, it's tough to build a Stanley Cup team. Yeah, and, and you got to stay healthy. There's been a couple guys um, that have, have you know first round picks: Nolan Patrick, Sam Rand, that have battled you know the the, the, the injuries. Um, so a lot of variables, and then I think the development. Everyone's trying to develop players, and you know try and make up for guys that don't hit, and try and p- patch some holes with guys that um, were, were developed in the minor leagues. But um, there's no real set one thing answer here. It's right. it's, it's complicated. It I mean, is. It's not easy. Obviously. In Philadelphia, we're we're all just dying for the Stanley Cup win. I mean, it, and it's not like the organization's not either, or the players. It's it's just not that easy, yeah. you know. Like uh, you're right, there's there's a lot of things you can point at, but you know, some are bad breaks too. No one wants to hear that, but yeah, like you said, with the injury bugs on some of these players that were first round picks, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but you just never know, right? Yeah. And and most of the time, your first round picks, even your high ones, don't necessarily turn out to be like high end elite players. You know right. what I mean? You look around, you know, like a, a, a Giroux, you know, I mean, right. like, or a Crosby, or you know, or a Malkin, or a Kane, or a Taves. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you could you could blow the season up, you know, being a bad team, and then get that first overall pick, and then and, and then and then not ever getting a guy like that. Unless you're Edmonton. Build, unless you're Edmonton, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> No offense, they yeah. do have one of the best in the world yeah, now, now, but, but it took still them. they got to win. Yeah, I mean exactly. But you're um, right. But it's complicated. It takes it, it takes uh, a lo- a lot of effort. Uh, you know, obviously you need to get some luck on your side too with yeah uh, injuries and and the whole bit and these guys panning out to be the best players they could be. So Exactly. Good answer, Riggs. Andy Hatcher asked us on Twitter, for Riley, your biggest Tilly win versus your first NHL goal, which was more exciting? Well, I think that would be an easy one to ask. <laughs> we disagree. Yeah, we disagree. Good question, Hatch. That's great, a good question. Good question. Uh, however, my one and only NHL goal was in a 5-3 loss. I think it was a couple minutes left making it 5-3, and I had no opportunity to celebrate. So it was just, you know. I would have gone diving into the glass if I scored a goal in the NHL. Line up as, you know. You almost look pissed when you scored that goal. I watched that video the other day. You almost look like you're just pissed. Because all I could think about was lining up and fighting Steve Beijing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, big big Tilly win, you know, uh, Andre Waugh or, you know, McGratton or, you know, a a couple of fights that come to mind. Energy excitement is way higher than that specific goal. I get um, it. Yeah, that's just in my career. Obviously, if I had a few more, it'd probably been a different story. <laughs> but if uh, I didn't, and uh, that's my answer. 
Hey, it's your answer. It's your question. So I just think scoring a goal in the NHL is pretty damn huge. I know I would never even be there to do either because if I had definitely dropped the middies like old Sudsy did with his street clothes on, that would have been 99 Jim Kite. Oh, yeah. yeah so you, you, you did been. bring the energy, so you, I like you your answer. But I think I think if that goal would have been 6-5 win. Right, right. Against I get Carey it. Price, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then the exactly. answer would have been different. Exactly. No, but I get it. I'm the, kidding. the situation itself. Yeah, for sure. We got Dylan Surface on Instagram. He wants to know how you would rate the Flyers alternate jersey. Hmm. Now, me and our boy Chris Mayer fight over this one. I'm not a huge fan of that jersey. Kind of grown on me a little bit, but uh, I don't like the lettering. I don't like that the helmets don't match. The numbers on the helmets don't match the jersey. That's just me, though. That's just the equipment That's guy coming ADHD. out me. But, yeah, I think if – I just thought they could have come up with something – a little more original. I mean, no, he kind of just went back to that 80s yeah, just, jersey, which is a great jersey. Yeah. Um, switched it around a little bit, but I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. But I feel the same way. Just average. It's just average. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done a lot better. I, feel. I think I think they've could have like dug in a Juiced little more. Juiced it up. But yeah, yeah. That's just my opinion, though. Tim Tobin on Twitter asked, "What's your favorite stick and favorite curve you ever used?" <laughs> <laughs> You asking me? You're probably asking me, right, Timmy? What you, what, <laughs> I think he's asking you. What are you using in your old adult league games? Oh, asked. you know what I use, but I got that P28 curve. Riles, Riles had the Green Goblin. That the had Green Goblin. Favorite. I don't even know what pattern. It was a CC jury. Yeah, it was a jury. It was a yeah. jury, but um, not when you first came. I'm not sure if it was my favorite stick. No, definitely not when I first came. Dude, I came from the Central Hockey League. I understand. I'm just saying I wish we would have saved one of those for people to see. Actually, basically, this looks like what Sidney Crosby and and used to use and and Wayne Gretzky, to be honest. I don't think you were throwing those numbers up in the Central League, though. I don't think you were anyway. No, the old paddle didn't convert. (laughs) Could have played right or left-handed, though, man. You were ambidextrous there. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. But I think, uh, well, with the Flyers... I was a CCM guy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And the only reason I use CCM is because they're paying me. Yeah. You know, you got to go where the money is. And, and you had a jury. You had a jury. And a jury blade, yeah. Which is basically like a P92 these days. And they it, uh, it squeezed out one NHL goal, so there's your answer. Snipe. <laughs> a little snappy snap. Philly2022 Flyers on Instagram asked, chances of Johnny Hockey coming to Philly? Ooh, I like the sounds of it. I love the sounds of it. But you also you got to make oh, some room. Yeah. Obviously, um, I'm not a cap specialist, but you'd What's have he to making? baller. Well, his contract's up at the end of the season. Okay, so you'd have to resign him. Yeah. Um. I in the past he's wanted to come play yeah. here. Obviously, he's from here. Um. You know, and there are other contracts that are up. So I mean, is it possible? Yes, but does he fit into this? Uh, you know. This G, uh, Chuck Fletcher's plans, you know, if I mean, I guess I mean, it what comes general manager don't want a guy who can compete and, I, and score and I, make plays. I, like I that. totally yeah, agree, and he's a hometown boy, and it's just not a matter like, of squeezing a salary in. Yeah, I think, yeah, but I the think, management. I think if you had five, six offers, and they're all the, roughly the same, and Philly was one of them, he's. Coming. I'd like to think he's coming. To Philly. I, I would. I would think so. I would love to see him in Philly. I mean, again, you, it would be cool having a skill cool. like that in the lineup, and, and again, a, a local kid um, that's proven. Over and over and over. I mean, every again year. that he's an elite player. He is. Um, would be a nice addition. But it would be. Could be wishful nice. thinking. Who knows? Never know, though, right? Never know. 
To me, if you're to build off that, just really quick, if you're Calgary, are you not trying to resign this guy? How 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 are you you going to replace him? What do you do to replace him? Yeah, I agree. That's just my opinion on it. Anyway, good question, though. Real good question. Bo James on Twitter asked, what's the funniest moment you remember on ice? (laughs) Well, uh, you know, for me personally, I think uh, it was uh, in the minor leagues. It was my second year with the Phantoms, and I had won – uh, the Man of the Year award, right. and it was the end of the year, and Paul Homer is on the ice with all the awards, <laughs> the red carpet, the table, the whole bit. They announced my name, hopped over the bench, you know, pretty, feeling pretty good about myself. <laughs> and I stepped on the old red carpet, blew a wheel, nearly took out Homer's legs, Really took out the whole table and the red <laughs> carpet and all of the awards, <laughs> and then found myself picking myself up off the ice and, uh, and and pulling it together and pretending like nothing happened. Just yeah, it's all you can do. It's all I could do. There's there's footage of Ryan Vandenbush doing that on opening night, the one night, and then uh, the guy in Canada singing the national oh, anthem. That was, used that to was skate. The best That's one. all I can think of you <laughs> yeah, is when right. I see that, <laughs> and when you tell that, tell that story. Oh man, I but, wish I had an on ice moment, but I don't. I was on the bench. But well, that, what's your uh, be- your bench moment? Fun. Uh, I don't know if it was funny, but it was when Bobby Ryan went to dump the puck in in Ottawa, and usually I ducked because I didn't want to get hit in the head. Of course not. Didn't feel it good. Does. I it happened a couple times, and uh, one of our D's stuck their stick out just as he's getting the line, and it hits the stick, and I'm like, oh boy, I don't have time to react. So I just kind of turn. He got me right on the elbow. Oh. So I try to play it off like it doesn't hurt. It hits me and it goes off the glass. Almost, I think Moose was on the bench. I think Moose was backing up and hit the hit the glass. Missed him, and I look over at Bobby and he skates right by the bench. He goes, "Suck it, nasty!" <laughs> and all the boys start laughing. And I'm like trying to laugh, but I'm in so much pain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I broke Just my elbow. To crawl into a hole. I guess that's. I don't know if it's funny, but that did happen. Suck it, nast. Yep. Josh Treason on Instagram. He asked if Yo if Yo doesn't make it as coach. Who do you think will be hired next season? I think a couple things can go into that, Riles. If if they keep Yosey, who I think is doing a, a yeah, good job, and I think job. the players really – I know they do. I, I, you know, talking with them, they really like Yosey. If it doesn't go well, and you, you, you cannot miss the playoffs this year with no, this you team. Can't. You can't. So, And we're not going to. I'm not going to go down that road. But if you don't, if you don't make it, and you leave him at the helm, who's to blame? You know, then what happens? So it could be if this management's still in charge, you know, they got to make a decision. I don't know who that would be. We've talked about Rick Tockett being a great candidate. Um, Things have changed so much since Mr. Snyder passed. He is an old flyer, but I don't know if they think that way anymore, unfortunately. Um I mean, Rick Tockett's done a hell of a job as a head coach. We know that. Um, you know, obviously those names of coaches resurface. You never seem to get a, a a newer name or maybe you get someone who came from college like Hack. Uh, you never know, right? But uh, I think it kind of depends on what happens this year. Yeah, no, I to agree. Me. I agree. I think with or without, you know, talks connection to the Flyers, I still think he's a great candidate. Yeah. Um, you know, with or without Ed Snyder. Another one we talked about before is John Tortorella. You know, if they don't make the playoffs and they need some sort of shake up, I think you got to come. You know, you got to come back with someone that you know 
that at least from the outsider's perspective perspective is that this guy's coming in and he's gonna he's gonna run the ship his way right and 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 you know he's gonna get his guys to to compete and he's gonna get his guys to play hard and there's gonna be emotion behind the bench and the whole bit but um i do agree with what you're saying mike yo he's doing a hell of a job yep. i know guys respect him he is formerly an nhl head coach yep um, so like he lacks experience. I think he's a good communicator, which maybe w- was part of the issue, um, you know, with AV. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, uh, we'll see. You know, yeah. I, I think if they make the playoffs and they have a little bit of a run there, I think Mike Yo is back. I, I I couldn't agree more. And like you said, he's he's a very good communicator. Even even in the bat, like when I was there when he first came on. Uh, you know, with the D, they really, they really liked him, and he, he's a, he, he's a very good communicator. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously those first two games, you got no practices, things. It was kind of a shit show. Let's yeah. not, let's not kid ourselves. But, you know, you said it last week, Riles. They kind of got it together. They start, they're playing way better, just a way better team game. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think they're going. I think everything's gonna go forward here for them yeah. uh, instead of taking a step back. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of taking a step back, we got one from the past here. Last question we got is from Chris Baker. Do you think if Richards and Carter were never traded, the Flyers would have won a cup? It's a it's a tough question, um, but I mentioned it earlier in the first question. Um, I just think when you break apart the core, especially two guys that were staples in the organization at the time, um, you know, drafted both first round picks, won a Calder Cup, grew and developed in Philly. Um, had two great runs there. Maybe it was a three? Was it 2010? Well, 10, obviously. Yeah. And, and then, then we battled a little bit of injury the next year, but we had it. We beat Buffalo right. in seven and then just ran into Boston Bruins. Yeah. Or, and they, who won, won the, the Stanley, Stanley Cup, Cup, you know? Um, but, I mean, it's hard to say. You, you can never, ever, you yeah. know. You know, go back in time and and do it again. But um, you know, I think I personally think that they would at least had a hell of a shot. You know, keeping keeping it together. You know, it's hard to replace those types of guys and still have that glue and the chemistry and everything. Yeah, I mean, Richie's an unbelievable leader. Yeah, you know, and they go on they go on to different teams I mean, he, and be he, like you know the third fourth guy. Um, but I think if you build the your team around those guys, you know, and, and he won. Continue. He won everywhere. He won. He everywhere. won at every level you could win at. The only thing he didn't do is go play in the East Coast League and win there. Yeah, I mean, right, right. 100%. To, to, to be honest, or the Central League. Um, yeah, or the Central, <laughs> wherever you were. He, he, you guys would have been good together. I think you'd have been on the PP. You'd have been in front of the net with Rich sure Rick Bone. But no, but seriously, like, whenever people would say that to me, like, I have to. I agree with you. On the other hand, you look at what you got back for them. But you also got those pieces back when they were younger, where yeah. Richie and Jeff were still young. Oh yeah, but they, they they were experienced. Yeah, they had played years, and they're still in their prime. It, they were, and you know, geez, look, look at Braden Shin. You ended up with Braden Shin, Couturier, um, who's a great player. Yeah, uh, Wayne Simmons, sure. who was Simmer. just an unreal flyer. That I just hope I was hoping he would finish his career I here. Know. Um, nice. I know he's happy and everything. Things happen, but. Um, you got some really outstanding players for them, but at the same time, you got them when they were very young, and we're still, you know, trying to build with them. You're kind of starting over a little bit, yeah. even though we had a pretty good run that year. We got Yager, yeah, sure, yeah, um, uh, as well as all those guys. So, 
it's but tough you, when to you move guys like that you gotta start patch, patching some holes yes you yes. know that's that's i think that's where I, I i get hooked on this is that and yogs is a great addition i should i think they should have resigned him if, if, they, if they if, if he was willing to i'm not sure exactly the story there but like you start patching holes with some pieces but once you start moving like core guys you know what i mean that have yeah. been an organization that you've kind of built your team around yeah. Th- then it's there's just like something, I don't know, just doesn't necessarily feel right. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I agree. And if you know. if you go back and look, and I think we've said this before, even the you know going back to 2010, look at that lineup. Yeah. I mean that lineup's yeah. insane, and even Simone wasn't old. Yeah. At that point, I mean you had Vile, Hartnell, and Danny Briere. That line couldn't be stopped in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, and then just just the whole just the whole lineup, and you know it's it's you never know, but it is a great question. It's a really great question. Um, yeah. But I we know this they went on to win. Yeah, and that's all Mike Richards did his whole career. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's a shame, but at the same time met some great friends and, oh, and yeah. good people sure. with everyone that came in for them, and and they got to win. So that's the that's you know at least they got to win. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll never know the answer to the question. Right, obviously, right. we but can it speculate. A, it's a great yeah, question. It's a great question, though. But I just like I, I'm just a firm believer is when you you break up core leadership group, it's hard to get back to where that was. You know what I mean? True. It takes because it takes a long time to build that. Yeah. And then then you're you say not starting from scratch. Not like you know Simmer had played games. You know what yep. I mean? Obviously, and and, and Shenner wasn't like they were like rookie rookies. Right. Right. But um, and they came in and did an outstanding job. Yeah, they job. did, of course. Yeah. But they were they weren't established. They weren't quite as established, exactly. And yeah. they were, you know, but they did turn into hell of yeah. players for the Flyers organization. And sure did. So it's a great question, though. Wish we knew the yeah, <laughs> wish we knew the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Ness. That's yeah. a wrap. Good job, Riggs. See you guys Episode next week. Episode six, OT. See you guys. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.